Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me. I am set up in my new home office in my brand new house that me and my partner purchased. So I'll be interested to see how this audio uh, sounds. But uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome to my new studio, my new home office. I am honored to have today's guest, Stan, from M-City, which is soon to rebrand to Leather Masters completely. Some of you out there in the leather and kink community might be familiar with Leather Masters, which, as Stan will tell you in this episode, uh, got hit by COVID, and they are coming in to revive the brand. I was very interested in hearing his entrepreneurial journey after a fateful Vegas weekend. You know, maybe that old saying of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas doesn't have to apply if it comes to new business ideas, right? I told the story of how we were first introduced and it, it had nothing to do with leather or kink. It actually had to do with sex toys. Uh, some of you out there might be automatically labeling sex toys as being in the kink category, but uh, eh. Tomato, tomato. Of course, as the owner of a adult entertainment store, I would expect him to have a sizable collection of sex toys. But you know, Stan got into toys at a time when the AIDS epidemic was at its height and sex toys became a way to connect with other partners and have safer sex. We discussed some best practices for cleaning your toys. And you may recall that I featured Stan and M-City in one of my pitch articles earlier this year. I highly recommend that you go see them if you are in the area, but you can certainly also shop on their website. Check the show notes. Even after rebranding, I'll just make sure that that link is up to date and gets you there. Speaking of the pitch, my June column is out online, and it's all about how vacation sex is vital. I talked about all the ins and outs of utilizing vacation sex to refresh and rejuvenate. Speaking of refresh and rejuvenate, I've got something coming up. Actually, just in a few short weeks, a friend of mine, Rose Hines, and I are putting together a workshop so that people can create space for intimate self-care. If you are single, especially, this workshop is for you. I, I talk to a lot of people who feel like they, they really are trying hard to call in the kind of partner that they're looking for, but they're struggling to find what they want out there. But often when we dig in a little deeper, we find that they've either been wasting some time on exes, devoting too much energy to people who are not in line with what they're really looking for in a partner. You know, trying to maybe give people, there's a difference between giving people a bit of a chance and dragging things on amongst uh, other things too. Maybe some people don't exactly have clarity 
or they need to refine what it is they think that they're looking for in a partner because they really in actuality are calling in a very different kind of person into their life by not either understanding their boundaries and their desires or not sticking to it. Then there are the couples who, while maybe they are deeply connected in other ways, they feel like they have a great friendship, they feel like they have a good partnership, they've not been making time or giving energy to making any space for intimacy in their relationship. Or perhaps they've spent years being so awkward about it, they've just stopped doing it, they've stopped talking about it, and they know they want something more connected and they want better intimacy. And, and yes, some aspect of that may involve more sex, but a lot of couples that are not being intimate are looking for a path to understand themselves better and understand the other person better so they can have something different than either the sexless marriage or the marriage where they just feel like, dang, I really love this person, but we just aren't intimate. And to me, that has a much deeper meaning. And to a lot of people out there, that has a much deeper meaning. So we are going to open that up and explore that together and what that can look like. Every couple's different. Every person is different. We're doing it on the new moon, June 27th. It's going to be at a space that I office at and Rose does some classes there as well, like Ariel Silks. It's Yoga Patch, also known as Arbor Vitae, located in Waldo at 72nd and Central. So Rose and I are gonna do a couple of things, including meditation, a little bit of journaling, you know, some, some prompts, and at the end, sharing a bit. And, Getting, getting a little bit of that community going. It's been a while since I've done an in-person workshop and I'm really looking forward to this one. So you can email me for more information. Again, check my socials or go to Facebook, open the doors coaching. That might be the easiest way to find it if you look under events on my Facebook page. Tickets are limited. We're gonna try to keep this under 16 people. So make sure you get yours. And taking that a step further, I want to let you know that coming soon, I've got that couples retreat rescheduled. Those of you who have listened to the show for a long time or have followed me know that we had had a couples retreat scheduled. Myself and fellow certified sex coach and clinical sexologist Christine D'Angelo and I had uh, to put something on pause because <laughs> COVID, you know, the world kind of shut down. We've decided on a new location we are going to be hosting in Mexico. It's a lot more LGBT friendly down there. So this couple's retreat is for anyone and everyone who really wants to refocus and recommit to building stronger and closer bonds with their partner. This is a couple's only retreat. It's not a swingers retreat. <laughs> if, hey, but what goes, what goes on? In your room between you and other couples is totally fine. However, that is not the, in, the intent, that is not the focus. Uh, but we will most likely be taking along a, another practitioner with us that can also help with uh, movement and connection with our bodies. So do make sure that you are on my email list so that you can stay up to date as soon as we have got, actually our next step is to pick the hotel. So. As soon as we've got things set up with our travel agent, we will drop that in our socials. We'll drop that on our email newsletters. So 
sign up. You can go to my website, openthedoorscoaching.com. Email me directly, Kristen, at openthedoorscoaching.com, and I will add you to either the Dirty Bird or the Safer Work email newsletter. And you can also go to the link in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, and scroll through that flow page, and you will see the links for my Dirty Bird and my Safe for Work email newsletter. Okay, I think that's all I had to cover for the moment. It's a lot. Uh, I got a lot going on, y'all. It's time to listen to the interview. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. I'm joined by the co-owner of M-City. He has been in the leather and kink community for about 30 years. And I was introduced to Stan by one of my mentors. So Stan, welcome to the show. Hi, Kristen. Glad to be here. I got to tell the listeners about this because I... I think it's hilarious, but uh, yeah, I was first starting this podcast and my mentor grabbed me at an LGBT chamber event and pulled me over and said, I think there's somebody that I should introduce you to. Let me go see if he's cool with it first. And then I'll, I'll bring you over if, if he is. And so that he eventually like waved me over and he said, Kristen, this is Stan. Stan, this is Kristen. Stan has the largest sex toy collection I've ever seen in my life. To which he said, oh, Joel, you just don't know many people. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) That's about my recollection, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so I I do look forward to talking about this uh, sex toy collection of yours. Maybe one day we can arrange an opportunity for me to see it. But first, you are, as I mentioned, the co-owner of M-City, which is an adult entertainment store, shall we say. You've got sex toys, you've got... Uh, sexy underwear and lingerie and leather goods and so, leather manufacturing yes leather manufacturing leather. is even better I'm totally about the shop local thing that's why I featured you in my pitch article because I you know, the, the internet's great people can certainly find lots of things online but I think that walking in seeing something being able to talk to someone about it it's a whole different experience than ordering something online so I I'm curious of course how did you come to be the one of the co-owners of M-City? And, and we'll get into talking about Leather Masters in a minute, but tell me about M-City first. Yeah, well, well, the way it started, a lot, a lot of folks have heard this story, but um, we went to an event in Las Vegas in April of 2019. It was an event called Smoke Out, which is a, uh, a men's cigar fetish weekend. Mm. Um, and so there's, a, I forget how, how many hundreds of guys were there anyway. Um, but that same weekend coincided with a uh, adult products trade show at the Paris Hotel. It was a big event. You had to be a vendor or a buyer to enter this so-called trade show. Mm, mm-hmm. And um, a friend of ours was... Getting, was interested in possibly starting an online adult business and had already kind of put some feelers in place. And so got us credentials to go into the event, which was separate from the smokeout event, but it was the same weekend. And we went there and um, saw products. And well, I had taken my husband, Clint, to Seattle, where I came from. And um, we stopped at a, sh- a store there called Doghouse Leathers, mm. which, was owned, which is owned by um, my friend, Jeff Hennis and his husband, Dan Daniels. Clint had never been in a store like that because Clint is local Kansas City, Liberty area, grew up, you know, born and raised Midwest. 
um, walked into that store in Seattle and was just overwhelmed by the variety <laughs> of products that they had and, and uh, ever, everything that they had. And Clint had always said, we need to have a store like that in Kansas City. You know, you can't get anything like that without going to Chicago or Dallas or LA or New York. Mm-hmm. So we went in, decided that this could be something we did in Kansas City. So we started, we came back. This was summer of 19. We started looking for a place to rent, eventually found the location that we're at now. And we actually, we started negotiating the purchase of, of the old Video Mania store. Yeah, because that was, I've never been into Video Mania when it was Video Mania, but from what I gathered, it was adult videos. Like you could well, go in no, and rent DVDs really... or was it just a regular video store? Well, what it was, so it's, it's, um, it's at Westport and Central. It's Kitty Corner from the 303 Bistro. Mm-hmm. Um, big yellow awning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a legitimate video rental store, just like a Blockbuster video or whatever, you know, Disney and all that. Oh, okay. But then there was the adult room in the back oh. and they had adult videos and some adult products in there, but primarily it was just um, the videos. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out by, you know, by 2019, people are not renting DVDs very often these days. They're <laughs> streaming and downloading. Right. So, so um, it turned out that the fellow that owned the place, the, the business, not the building, but just the business, he um, was kind of looking to, to possibly retire. And we approached him and started negotiating. And this was like in October of 19. And then the pandemic hit in early 2020. Mm-hmm. And his price for the business was reduced considerably because the business was closed due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We proceeded, we purchased the business not on May 1st of 2020, not knowing if and when we would ever be able to open the doors. Mm-hmm. And nine days later, Mayor Lucas opened the city back up and we opened the doors and started selling stuff. <sighs> <laughs> talk so about we, just like throw open the sash and just like oh we're here we're here yeah yeah that was it pretty much and so um so it still had the the regular family video stuff on the on the front side and then the back side had the adult stuff and um over a period of i don't know a couple three four months we basically jettisoned all the videos out of the front of the store and brought leather goods in and to, you know more toys and more clothing, underwear, socks. Um, we've got corsets in there for the women. We've got, um, we just start, we had, we sold out. We're going to get some more in soon, but these, uh, they're called Kixies and they're thigh high garterless nylons for women. Mm. And they have a little special, not, it's not sticky, but it's like a little rubbery strip along the top of the leg. So it sticks to your skin and yes. the, the, the legging stamp without having to have garters. I love those kinds of thigh highs. Thank you. I will have to come in and get some of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So one thing and another, and there we are. Very good. Yeah. I'm, you know, there's a couple of options around the Metro area, but like, I, Again, I'm not a big fan of like franchises. There's a couple stores that I've gone into before and I don't think I will ever walk into again. So I was, I was really happy to see a a store open in the heart of Westport, um, that was locally owned. Um, but then I noticed that in the corner I was 
you know, walking by a couple, I guess it was a couple months after you had, had opened. And I noticed all these machines in there and I realized that you will actually do some manufacturing. And then when we talked for my article in the pitch, I realized that you all had purchased, I guess it's purchased the licensing and the manufacturing rights for a company called Leathermasters, which is a, a fairly large company that had been based in, in Texas. So right. I'm curious how that all unfolded as well. Yeah. So we opened, like I say, we opened the doors on May 9th, 2020. And it was in, uh, I don't, it was in early to mid June of 2020. Leather Masters. So Leather Masters was a company um, that started in 1989 uh, and has been, uh, located in various locations around the country. They've been in San Jose, they've been in Texas, they've been in, uh, I think, Florida at one point, but most recently they were in Garland, Texas. Mm -hmm. And that company unfortunately succumbed to the COVID shutdown. Mm -hmm. They had just moved into a new commercial space with manufacturing and retail and classrooms and a commercial kitchen where they could host dinners and events and community things, you know, um, and due to COVID, they were shut down mm -hmm. and their landlord said, well, we're sorry you're shut down, but we still need the rent. And they said, well, we don't have the rent. Can you work with us? And mm -hmm. they wouldn't work with them. So Leather Masters mm -hmm. decided to shut down. They posted a video online, which is, you can still search YouTube for Leather Masters Closing. Um, but it was Marcus, D, and Christopher, and they made a, uh, a video commercial basically saying they were closing, they're going out of business, they were going to have a big sale that weekend. This, we saw this like on a Wednesday. They said, we're going to have a big sale to clear out all of our finished product as much mm -hmm. as we can, and we're going to be shutting down soon. And so Clint and I were watching this video on a Wednesday night or whatever here in Kansas City. He looked at me and says, I think we need to go to Dallas this weekend. And I said, uh, I don't usually move that fast, but okay. <laughs> and we fueled up the truck and we headed out on Friday morning. I think mm -hmm. it was Friday morning. And we drove down to, to Dallas or to Garland, which is a suburb of Dallas mm -hmm. and um, met with them briefly. And then Saturday we went in there and we purchased a whole pickup load of finished product, um, leather chaps, pants, vests, coats, all kinds of stuff. And um, because it was in our five-year plan to act, to eventually have a like a leather facility where we could have sewing machines and create mm -hmm. leather and do custom work and alterations and hemming and repairs and things like that. Because you take your gear into, uh, you know, into a cobbler or a shoe place and yeah, they can fix your leather. But if you're taking in some kind of a intimate piece they might look mm -hmm. at you a little sideways like what's this all about yeah, yeah. i can sell that but where's it been <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah right yeah so um so as we're there in texas um you know we'd only been open for just slightly over a month at that point we're now in june 2019 we're in texas bought all this leather we bought one of marcus's sewing machines an old juki heavy duty commercial sewing machine Brought that back to Kansas City, and then we decided we were going to build out this this leather studio where we could have a, a workshop, a workroom. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
we cleared out the space. We had to put down a new floor. We had to put in uh, things necessary for the shop, you know, new shelving mm -hmm. and for all the materials and the bins full of rivets and spools of chain and all kinds of things. And um, we had the leather studio up and running by, I don't know, August, I guess it was. Cool. Something like that. So, and then when um, one of the things that, that, well, M City, the name M City came from Emerald City, M City, because we're kind of close to Kansas and the whole. Yes. Wizard of Oz, of Oz is my favorite. It's my favorite book. It's my favorite movie. So yeah, that, that was one of the first things that caught my eye about like, oh, M City, what is that? And I was yeah. like, yes. Yes, yeah. a sex store named M City. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Friends of Dorothy and all that, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. I so, yes, uh, I caught I love the the play on things. So so then we we started doing, I guess what's commonly known in the in the fashion world as like a trunk show. Mm -hmm. But it's more than a trunk show. We're taking a trailer load of stuff and and um, grid walls and you know, making a pop-up store mm -hmm. in places. And, uh, and the, well, we just went to Cleveland last month. Well, at the end of March, first of, or end of April, first of May, whatever. Um, but, uh, back in, back in November, M city went to an event called claw Cleveland leather awareness weekend, but it was held in Los Angeles over Thanksgiving weekend last uh -huh. fall. So there's M City group vending at Claw. So there's our signs that say M City, but then we are having Leather Masters product. And Leather Masters have been in business since 1989. So people that knew Leather Masters kind of was scratching their heads saying, wait a minute, what's going on? Who's M City? And we thought Leather Masters was closed. And this is all very confusing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, came back from, from the trip in November of last year. Um, we're still in close communications with Marcus of Leather Masters and House of Marcus. And um, we said, you know what? M City is a great name, but it has only about a year and a half history. Mm -hmm. And Leather Masters has a history and a legacy back to 1989. And we have at this point licensed the rights to create all the patterns that have been being developed you know, since, since then. Mm -hmm. It might just be easier if we rebrand to Leather Masters. Mm -hmm. So that's in the pipeline, and we are anticipating to. I might be getting in trouble, but I'm going to do it anyways. We're we're planning to have a grand reopening July 16th. Okay. 2022. I got the exclusive. <laughs> you kind of get the exclusive. I might hear about this from. Uh, from my other half, but well, anyway. Th well, this won't air until in Pride Month. So okay. uh, yeah, cool. I'll take the exclusive. I'll be there at the party. I'll mark that yeah. on the calendar to be there for, and if it ends up being a different date, we'll just post about it. But yeah. congratulations. So going to completely rebrand as Leather Masters, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, really, it, it doesn't involve a great deal other than, you know, um, getting the cash register receipts changed, mm -hmm. getting the banking information changed, getting the signs, signage, mm -hmm. new business cards, all that kind of stuff. But oh, we've got six weeks to do it, so it'll happen. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a good sign person if you need them. But um, well, congratulations! That's fabulous. So yeah. you know, uh, not being in 
the leather community myself, but having spoken to people in the leather community, um, yeah, I mean, leather masters, like you say, it does have that legacy. And mm-hmm. if you can tap into that legacy and get that brand awareness and utilize that, yeah. I mean, you are technically just continuing on their work as just different right. owners. So why not? Well, congrats. Right. That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, we're going to, we are expanding our, our, uh, women's department, so to speak, to get more things in for the ladies. And, oh yeah. Well, do tell, do tell. And, um, well just, you know, um, I mean, we've had some lingerie in there and it's sold and it for various reasons hasn't been reordered, but we're going to get that stuff back in. Um, we're also going to try to cross, um, cross brand over to the biker community. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fellow that pulled up. Oh, this was probably a month or so ago. He pulled up across the street from us right there on Westport Road, but he was across the street and um, he was on an absolutely beautiful, I think it was a Harley. I'm pretty sure it was a Harley, but it was so covered with chrome and accessories and stuff. Uh, you know, you really didn't know. It was, it was totally custom. It was super mm, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was wearing a t-shirt that had uh airbrush work that matched the airbrush work on his bike and the colors <laughs> uh-huh. and we said you know we could make you custom leather in green if you wanted and he's like where and we pointed across the street in the studio we can get all various colors of leather um we've got patterns for things and so we want to you know appeal to the biker community too because hey you have a nice bike you want some custom leather to match your your look we can we can do that hell yeah well so there's we some wanna... local biker uh groups like uh original gents i bet that they would be super interested in being able to purchase their gear from a local maker yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so That's we want to cool. we we kind of broaden our base it's not just going to be you know a uh an adult boutique but rather things for everybody as long as you're over 18. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 I have been into the store and I have seen that you have a wonderful selection of toys. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I was looking for some more leather goods for myself. And um, I kind of had the same thing where they were like, oh, we had some, but we have sold out for right now, but we're going to get some more stuff in. And, and I just mm-hmm. hadn't been back in, but I'm, I'm looking to get into leather a little more. Um, someone ordered me a, a leather bustier online. Like I didn't ask for it, but someone ordered it for me and it was too small. And I was like, ah, if only they had just said, Hey, go into this place and, and order one and you know, yeah. or go somewhere and get one and, you know, charge me back for it or something. I, I would have hit you all up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen your website and I've seen that you can order in some really awesome colors. And that's my thing. Like I like, I like black. It's great, but I want something a little bit more fun than a black mm-hmm. leather corset. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm ready to explore. I don't get out to the dungeons as often as I would like these days. Meaning I'm still cautious. Yeah. Um, but there are some small parties that are starting to pop up with some friends that I've recently been invited to. And I feel like I need some gear before I go. So I guess yeah. I need to come hit y'all up. What, so if, if I wanted to get something custom made, what, what might be 
the process for me to do something like that with you all? Well, our main leathersmith, Aaron, is in the store Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to 7, generally speaking. Um, and, you know, if you wanted to make sure he was there, stop by or call, kind of set up an appointment, um, and he could talk with you about what you're thinking about, um, show you patterns that we have, different designs that we already have that can be customized to your liking with, you know, various colors and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's generally anywhere from like, you know, four to six weeks lead time from the time mm -hmm. a person says go to the time we order the, you know, if we have to order certain color leather that we don't have in stock, you know, mm -hmm. that takes a little bit of time yeah. and then the putting it together and so forth. So it's, uh, it's not a, it's not an instant process, but it is going to be what you want in the end. And, and I that's think that's important. Yeah. That's something important because you can buy things on the internet. Well, obviously you just mentioned <laughs> you can get stuff on the internet and it's not the right size. No, yeah. It's not what you thought or whatever. And so having a brick and mortar place where you can go in and see what the product is, be it a toy or a piece of manufactured leather bondage gear, you know, yes. you can see it, touch it, smell it. Yeah. And you like it or decide you want something a little different. Absolutely. And I think that helps also create less waste because I, I know so many friends and clients. I mean, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that leather bustier that doesn't fit. Uh, am I going to just like sell it to a friend or take it to a, a party and see if someone wants to buy it secondhand? I mean, I, I can certainly do that, but no guarantees anybody else wants it. Um, yeah. So otherwise it's just going to sit in my closet. Um, but, yeah. you know, friends and clients that have bought sex toys or things to wear and then they get it home and it's, or they get it in the mail <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's not, it's not what they wanted. It wasn't the, the size they were anticipating. Um, you know, just doesn't have the feel that they were looking for the quality that they anticipated, like just doesn't match the photo. Yeah. So I'm such a big fan of going finding a local store, going in person. Like I, I know that there's definitely people out there who have apprehension about walking into a, an adult store, but get over it. You're over 18. Everybody in there is just minding their own business and doing their own thing. Nobody gives a shit. They see you walk in that store. Just go yeah. <laughs> touch yeah. it, feel it. Like you say, smell it, look at it, try it on if you can. Um, but yeah, you're going to create a lot less waste and save a lot more money by doing it that way. Plus then when you create a relationship with a local store, if there was something that you wanted in particular and they don't have it, you can ask and most likely yeah. they're going to be able to get it for you. Oh yeah. We've, we've already had a, a number of requests for things that we have sourced and we have brought in per customer request. Mm and sold and got more and sold the same thing to other people. So, you know, um, yeah. And, and keep in mind too, because we're in Westport, um, sometimes parking is an issue, but not for us. We do have a parking lot uh, to the east side of the building and the back side of the building is a big parking lot. So you can pull in there and park and then just walk up to the front. You know, if there's no parking on the street right there. Perfect. Good so to know. Parking. Good to know. Yeah, Westport can be parking can be a son of a bitch. Well, I yeah. tell you what, let's take one quick break. And then afterwards, I would like to again discuss this alleged gigantic sex toy collection that you have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
it's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. All right, we are back from our break, and I'm super duper interested. I mean, you sell sex toys, so like I wouldn't expect you to not have a great sex toy collection, but the fact that you have been dubbed as someone that has a the biggest sex toy collection my friend's ever seen, like I'm I'm interested. I mean, like what what kind of collection are we talking about here? How many toys do you estimate you've got in your own personal collection? Oh. Hmm numbers um <laughs> i'm guessing uh, over a hundred i mean if you like count everything yeah for sure over a hundred i mean you know between little leather bits and bigger silicone bits and <laughs> things like that <laughs> maybe 200 maybe 200 yeah and some electric devices and things like that and, mm -hmm. and do you have do you have any, I gotta just ask, do you have any uh, like fuck machines, like automated things? Yes. Yes. <sighs> yes. We're gonna be friends, Dan. I want yeah. a fuck machine so bad. Like, I don't know if I want one that's more like a saddle that you sit on or yeah. one that's more of like the thing that thrusts mm -hmm. into you when you're usually like on all fours or you're laying on your back or something, but yeah. 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 I know decisions, decisions, right? <laughs> well, the thing, the thing, the thing is with with your toys and your gear, it's really this the the age old saying is you get what you pay for, mm -hmm. you buy cheap and it's going to break or it's not going to work properly. Yes, um, I've got, I've got three individual pieces that hover over around a thousand dollars per to purchase mm -hmm. you know so it, it's an investment but um and the same with the toys like um we we have a line in the store called square peg and it is premium platinum cured medical grade silicone insertables okay and um, there are some designs specifically for women or our trans friends mm -hmm. that come in pink and purples, but also come in black and silver. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's not all just like that. But I've got, I've got a few pieces of square peg that I've had for over 25 years, and they're as good as new. Mm. Like, a, like a dildo that is 25 yeah. years old, and it's good as new. Damn, not many, not many dildos out there that have that kind of longevity. That's no. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And we sell the product now. We got lined up with Square Peg to be a distributor for their product. Very nice. And we're the only one in the, well, general area. I don't know where the nearest one is. Maybe Chicago is their next retailer. Milwaukee, maybe. Gotcha. Um, Very good. Yeah, I saw some cool, cool toys when I was in there. Um, now, again when we had our brief conversation when we very first met uh -huh. and I asked you like why why is it that you've built up such a collection of sex toys how did you get so into this um yeah to, can you tell me a little bit more about that journey like first off yeah. let me ask, how old were you when you got your very first sex toy probably 25 ish mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know 
early mid to late 20s I don't know but um you know nowadays we have prep mm-hmm. which is a game changer yes and we for have- those out there that don't know what prep is it is basically a, a prophylactic that you can take to prevent um getting HIV. So if your partner is HIV positive or you're not in a committed relationship, uh, PrEP is something that you can take to prevent um, getting HIV. Right. Pre-exposure prophylaxis. Yes. There you go. And many insurance companies cover it or um, there's a small copay or the manufacturer has a copay card that will cover you the copay. So it's, you know, free out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um and for our HIV positive folks, if they are taking care of themselves and they are undetectable, we are in a whole different world than we were 30 years ago. Yes, because so U equals U, right? That right. if it's if you have an undetectable viral load, you cannot transmit. It's untransmittable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there are other little bugs crawling around that you can deal with, you know, but it's not generally a death sentence like it was back in the day. Right. But anyway, um, back to how I got into the the toys and stuff was that um, things were going on and, you know, no glove, no love and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Condoms and stuff. And generally by, you know, by the time you're want to get busy and you're t- aroused and then it's like oh wait wait I gotta go get something out of the nightstand and then all of a sudden wah, wah, wah. it's like well what's on tv <laughs> whereas you know um toys are always the same firmness you left it the last time it's just the same way you're picking it up tomorrow mm-hmm. um and different sizes and different shapes and just variety and spice and so I just you know, bought one and bought another one and, and, um, they're lots of fun. So how were, I mean, I, I deal with people who maybe aren't quite as sexually adventurous as you and I, and they're just starting to get into sex toys. And of course, one of the concerns is always, well, like how, how do you actually introduce sex toys to partners? So, um, I'm not going to say that all gay men out there are totally adventurous. I'm sure there's some out there. They're like, what? So what, what do you recommend as some ways to start introducing, even if it's not just introducing toys in general, how do you maybe introduce a new kind of toy or something that like a type of toy you've never utilized before to a partner. Well, that kind of actually brings up a story of how uh, how I introduced um, my my husband to mm-hmm. my scene. Um, mm-hmm. We were early dating, and he was over at my place, and um, we were gonna have a little fun. And I said, I'm gonna jump in the shower. And I said, by the way, that tall cabinet in the bedroom next to the bed, the one that's almost floor to ceiling, um, that has the little locking mechanisms on it, they're unlocked. Um, go take a peek in there. I'm going to jump in the shower. And he's like, what? And I said, go, just go look in the, whatever. Jumped in the shower. Well, he went in there and he opened the drawer. Door, drawer well, there's drawers, doors. <laughs> is, it, is this like an armoire full of dildos and vibrators? Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I've outgrown it, but anyway, <laughs> still have it. Um, anyways, his apparently his eyes kind of bugged out, and he thought, "What the heck?" And then he thought, "You know, 
life is short and why not? And I came out of the, out of the shower, you know, whatever. And I said, what'd you think? He says, I don't know anything about it, but it looks like you do. So (laughs) I trust you. And that was that. So, um, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I, the only thing that prevents my sex toy collection from getting larger is storage, mm-hmm. but we're moving into a new house. So I might have to go get me an Ikea cabinet, yeah. <laughs> find a way to start storing my stuff better. Um, I have like an entire drawer underneath my bed that's uh-huh. full of toys and it's starting to overflow. I'm, I am running out of room. I can't keep everything in there anymore. Right. So um at what point did you recognize like hmm maybe I maybe I need to organize this a little bit better um well I'd I'd see I've I've been to different places where people had you know their toys stored different ways Mm -hmm. um there's the old uh, Rubbermaid sweater bin that's like six to eight inches tall with the snap-on lid that slides under the bed. And those are pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, um, an old Foot Locker has been used. Um, eventually, I saw the um, those kind of sta- those stainless wire racks that you see in commercial kitchens. You know mm-hmm. that that have the adjustable shelves. Yes, I've got uh, two of them what it nine feet long five feet tall shelves everything laid out you know mm-hmm. and not po- and and you know organized you've got your things that'll fit on a machine that have the vacuum locker over here and the electric toys are over here and the the silicone is over here and the cock and ball toys are over here and so when you want something you know where it's at yeah you got to keep it organized for sure <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with as many yeah. toys as you've got, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, so you've probably seen a lot of changes in the sex toy industry over the, the past 20 years or so. I mean, I'm not trying to, I, I'm guessing at your, you said you got your first toy when you're 25. And like, I think you're, yeah. thereabouts my age. So we'll say 20 years, but um, <laughs> sex tech has really changed tremendously. Yeah, there's a lot more powered devices. I'm not mm-hmm. meaning like electrical shock necessarily, although we do have some of that stuff too. There, I would say if you're into that, there are toys for that. I actually I want one. I want one. Yeah. I'm 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 a bit I, I have a partner that I dominate and he likes he likes pain and I don't mind disseminating it to him. I don't want to do that to my primary partner. Like Matthew's not into that. Yeah. Um, he's into electric shock and we just haven't tried it yet. He did order a, a 10 style machine. Yeah. So I haven't used that yet. I gotta, I gotta put batteries in that little machine, but yeah, yeah. they're, Hey, if you're into that, it's available, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, we're out of stock at the moment, but what Marcus from formerly of leather masters, he's got his own private brand called house of Marcus hmm. and house of Marcus. He he handcrafts floggers and mm-hmm. floggers out of leather, floggers out of reclaimed fire hose with pipe, uh, galvanized pipe as a handle. I like saw those in your store and I wondered about those. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he even makes an electric flogger that you plug into a vial of wand machine, which creates static electricity, mm-hmm. vial of wand. Um, and so the flogger is electrically charged and you can use the flogger, not ne- not so much as an impact toy, but as a stroking toy as a, they kind of drag it over him yeah right mm-hmm. across the body and it will, mm-hmm. it will create these these sparks which um can create pleasure or pain or endorphins and we all know about endorphins mm-hmm. yay yes <laughs> so give them all um, at the same time yeah so if only the yeah. listeners could see my face right now i'm like oh i need that i need that <laughs> <laughs> i need that so bad yeah well, I will but, have to yeah, come there's, check there's that all, out. There's all kinds of things that have changed and um, and things have become more economical too in that point because, you know, volume brings prices down yep. too. Economy of scale, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the magic wand rechargeable does not cost nearly as much as it used to. Yes. That thing used to be like 200 bucks. I think I saw it recently for like 110. Yeah, I think we've got them around... I want to say around 90, 95. Oh, I don't know Even if it's a rechargeable. Better. I don't know if it's a rechargeable one or the plug-in one, but um we have both. Yeah. Either one will catch you by. Just the I like the rechargeable because I can take it on the road with me mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm having mm-hmm. playtime with other partners. I'm I'm right. a bring your own toy kind of person. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I envision your, your sex toy collection, and, and some people might've envisioned this too. I, it's not that I always think about like the red room of pain where he's got like the custom cabinets, like lined with silk and every toy fits into a slot. No. Like that's not economical for a lot of people. No, but no. Um, you know, as long as you've, you've got them quality toys won't damage each other. Um, if you have if they're not a hundred percent silicone and you have them touching each other, they will kind of melt onto each other, but those yeah. are cheap, cheap toys. Yeah. You so, want to keep them separate. Yes. Um, but they, I, I have the bags that I use that are just like uh-huh. silky bags. Um, uh-huh. I thought about getting some, some branded silk bags to give out to my clients with my logo on it. Cause a lot of them yeah. don't have sex toys when they start with me, but a lot of them have sex toys once I'm done with them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah people the people need to know how to properly clean their sex toys so stan what's your process like especially if you've got multiples to clean up um some processes are a little tedious but how how do you typically go about cleaning up your sex toys well okay one thing you want to have is a bin to put the discards in. I mean, you can get by with laying a towel on the floor mm-hmm. because if things are luby or what have you, you know, you don't want to throw that on your carpet or your- Yeah, or your sheets, it can stain. Yeah, yeah all the things, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a plastic bin and the stuff just goes, you know, as the evening progresses, stuff goes in the bin. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just go to the, uh, I'm fortunate I've got a, like a downstairs kitchen so I've got a big sink in the basement here and I just go dump them in the sink and turn on the hot water and um dish soap with bleach you know dawn with bleach whatever um if you're using um 
any kind of J lube or anything like that, I recommend having a little salt shaker handy because mm, it'll scrub salt, it off a little bit. Well, no, the salt breaks down the the long strand polymers of the J lube. Oh, J lube is super slippery and it takes a lot of water to rinse it off. Mm -hmm. But if you sprinkle it with salt, the um, the sodium. I guess, breaks down the polymers and it makes it wash off a lot quicker and easier. Great tip. Thank you for that. So, yeah, just just wash, 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 rinse, 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 put them in the dish drainer to dry, you know, or, or just give them a light tap with the towel, get the big, most of the water off, throw them back on the shelf, it'll evaporate. Some people go through the trouble of putting things in the dishwasher and I, is it, I, don't I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that for a couple of reasons, because number one, if it, if the dishwasher gets too hot and you have some toys, say, in the upper rack where the where the wires are, where your glasses are supposed to be and stuff like that, you could get indentations mm -hmm. melted into your into your toys. And so I I know people that do it and they recommend it. I don't. But it's everybody their own deal, you know. Yeah, I I would only probably say do that if you've got any glass and, and by glass, I mean Pyrex. Yeah. Like they're not real glass folks. Um, because of course we don't want anything breaking in, in body parts, but um or or metal, like the enjoy um pelvic wand. But yeah, yeah I would never put any silicone or anything like that in there. Plus, yeah. most of my stuff's powered rather than being a dildo, it's a vibrator rather than a dildo. Um, yeah. oh that's changing. I, I bought a real nice dildo the other day. Washing your washing your vibrators and your dildos is absolutely essential, folks. You've got to do it between each and every use. Yeah. No exceptions. It does not matter what body part it goes in or around. Um, yeah. I typically wash mine with like the the foaming spray or foaming mm -hmm. wash that you can get at at Cirillas or online. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've got foaming spray wash or available at your. Yeah, we do. We do have the good. toy cleaner and and toy cleaner. Yes, good to know. Good to know because well, it, it's got some uh what antibacterial yes stuff um, in it. yes so you, you know. do need to make sure you wash it real real good after you use that um, you don't and want any it. yes you don't want any remnants of that antibacterial stuff going into your body but i do also have a uv one of the boxes mm -hmm. that you just pop your thing in for about 15 minutes uh -huh. uh, and then it, it uv sanitizes it so it does do a little bit better job but of course you got to get the lube and just bodily yeah. fluids off of it first before you put it in there so it's sort of the it is an extra step but you know especially i don't know I just i'm a little bit ocd and a little bit germaphobic so for me to have a two-step process makes me feel better especially about um toys that are used for anal yeah because you got to get those clean so right exactly. thank you so much for the tip about the salt i'm sure that any kind of lube that your folks, if you're listening, any kind of lube that you find is really sticking to a toy. If it's just some are a little bit gummier than others after use, um, they just stick a little bit more. So yeah, use stand salt tip. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely steal that one for myself. So yeah, yeah, particularly with the with the J lube or like the Faustin powder, which mm. is a, a powder lube, but it's a it's a very slippery, very long lasting, and it. It, um, and but at the same token, that's reactivatable by water. So mm. if you're playing with the toy, 
and having a little lull in the action and not switching toys and people, but if it's going back to the same person, I also mm -hmm. keep handy a little atomizer of water, just a little ah. spritzer of water, a couple of spritzes of water and you're back in business. Good to know. Damn, I've learned so much talking to you today, Stan. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, tell the people how they can find you and your business online. Well, M City, soon to be known as Leather Masters, mm -hmm. we're at 208 Westport Road um, between Broadway and Westport. We're just down the road from Pride's Kitchen Shop, if anybody knows where the gourmet kitchen place is. Mm -hmm. um, next, we're just past the post office. Um, we're open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 7, Friday and Saturday till 9, and Sundays, noon to 6. Um, when I'm there, I'm there in the evening, usually after 6 p.m. after my day job. Um, and um, But we've got our staff there that can answer any questions anybody has and help out anybody that has a need. Perfect. And then your website, is that going to be changing soon? Yeah, that's going to be changing. And, and that, all the product, also all the product that's on the website is not necessarily the product we have in the store with the exception of the page of Leather Masters Goods. Mm -hmm. Everything that's on the website is what's called dropship. And so it goes to a, our, our supplier, our supplier ships it directly to the customer, gotcha. um, but it runs through our, through our, our store, through our business. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, so, you know, if you see something on the website, it's probably not in the store. And if you see something in the store, it's probably not on the website mm. at this point in time, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And if someone lives out of town and would like to order something through Leather Masters, I assume they can simply get in contact with you all and um, be told how to properly take their measurements, things like that, and that you all can coordinate those things virtually. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, we keep our ad in the pitch, usually mm -hmm. on adjacent to your page we're on the I think the Dan Savage page which yeah. is adjacent to you mm -hmm. and um and on first Fridays of every month we host a wine social so folks can come in um first Friday from six until eight have a glass of wine we have little light hors d'oeuvres and just nibble and come in and visit with your friends and see what new products we have in the store um and meet other folks in the community. We've met so many great people that, you know, have lived in Kansas City for a long time that I don't know and that don't know me. And there's a lot of great cross over that's occurring. So yeah. it's, it's great. Absolutely. Well, I, I do have your wine social on my calendar for June. So I do hope to be there. Good, um, good. And I'm, I'm sure I will see you all at Pride as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. I will, I will be marching in the parade this year with the, the LGBT chamber of commerce. So yeah. yeah, I, I don't, uh, maybe next year I'll have my own, uh, booth at pride, but I don't know if I, I, you know, party of one marching in the parade seems silly to me. So I just will march with the group, but, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll, maybe I'll figure out, I'll get in a car and I'll Oh, wave to the people. Yeah, that, that could be. That could be for sure. Uh, I will definitely look for you at Pride yeah. if I don't make it to the wine social. Okay. Well, great. Well, oh, one last thing. Oh yeah. 
I would like to start a new segment here on my show called Ask Kristen Anything. So I would like to pose it to you to simply take this opportunity to either ask a question that maybe you'd like to get answered for yourself, or you can ask for a friend, or maybe it's something that you get asked on the regular and you just want to get a little additional information or get clarification on something. So what's something that you would like to pick a sex coach's brain about today? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'm curious, how did you get into this arena, so to speak? Um, I I have another friend here in Kansas City who I guess maybe kind of does what you do, maybe. Um, Anyways, or similar. But uh, how did you get into this, this arena and so forth? Yeah. So I was a weight loss coach for a long time. And when you're helping mostly women lose weight, you do end up talking a lot about their sex lives or the lack Mm -hmm. thereof. Mm -hmm. And we talk about body image and a lot of that work involved just helping women get their confidence back and not, not just, not just wait until they're at their goal weight to suddenly be confident, but to help them love themselves and be comfortable in in their own skin in the process in the process yeah 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 it's not flip a switch it's gradual it's like a dimmer switch exactly exactly and I just found it was a lot more fun to talk to women about their sex lives than it was to talk about a diet and I always loved when we had some of our you know younger clients in their their 30s 20s 30s whatever who would get to their goal weight and then suddenly come in like all right, well, I'm going to have to come back and see in like 10 months because I'm pregnant. <laughs> mm. uh, and, you know, knowing their journey and that they had gone from not, not participating in their own sex life anymore. They weren't masturbating. They weren't looking at their bodies. They weren't even like letting their partner see them with the lights on. Mm. So suddenly they are like having a healthy, active, vivacious sex life. I loved helping them with that part. So then mm-hmm. I, when I got out of the weight loss industry, after a few years, I was pretty unhappy where I was. And I heard a podcast from a sex coach and she was talking about how she became one. And I was like, I could do this. I don't have any problem talking to people about their sex lives. Like mm-hmm. I could do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, that, that podcaster actually ended up becoming my advisor in my program. I went to sex coach you Um, I decided I wanted to do a coaching program rather than go back for my master's at this point, um, just because of the, it was the cost. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was also just, I could do it all online rather than try have to move somewhere. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Because pre-pandemic, a lot of those master's programs were not letting you do virtual classes. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Let me tell you, things have changed now, but I do plan on going and getting my master's, maybe even my PhD in human sexuality. Uh, Uh Dr. Thomas sounds good. Uh, Uh But I just, the coaching aspect is really what I live for. And the way I describe it to people is that therapy is more about digging into the past and figuring out why you're here, how you got here. Whereas coaching is more just accepting of here's where you are and there's where you want to be. Let me help you set steps to get to that goal or to Uh try that new thing or change your life. Um, so it's yeah. a lot about more about change management and yeah. accepting oneself and being more open-minded and working on their communication. And yeah, I 
I love helping people change their lives and become more accepting of who yeah. they are as a sexual being. Yeah. Well, great. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I got here. <laughs> doing the Lord's work. That's what I feel. I am doing the <laughs> Lord's work. Yes. One orgasm at a time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Stan, this has been an absolute pleasure. I so appreciated you coming on my show. I, you know, you seriously, you were one of the first people in this town that I wanted to interview. And while it may have taken, let's see, I guess I'm on like episode, you might be episode 129 or 130, something like that at this point, mm-hmm. once I air it in June during Pride Month, but uh, well worth the wait. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to have the opportunity and and uh, happy to be in Kansas City. And it's a great town. I love it here. Oh, me too. I, yeah. you know, I didn't think that I would ever come back. I graduated high school here and then I left for college and I was gone for over a decade. And I used to say that I, I didn't think I would ever come back, but now I, I'm pretty sure I would be really hard pressed to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, you and I, I feel like are part of that, that change and that shift in helping Kansas city evolve. Yeah. Well, good. Anything we can do to help. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Stan. Well, I will, I'm sure see you in person very, very soon. All right. Well, thanks for the time, Kristen. Absolutely. Have a good night. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.